International. I was like, that's so gross. Stop it. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm so tired. I literally like, I felt like I was going to get sick and I felt like my eyes were just like every couple of minutes I was on the road. I kept like genuinely falling asleep my drive over here and I was really scared. Oh no. So I'm so ready to go to sleep as soon as we're done with this. I, I can see the, the tired in your eyes. Like even whenever you got out the car, I was just like, you're either in a bad mood or like the sleepiest person on the planet. I'm just so damn tired. I don't know why. I just like... I don't know, I haven't felt good lately. Like, my head's throbbing. We'll do this, though. We'll do this. <laughs> we'll we'll do it. We'll power through. Oh. Uh, anyway, guys, hi. Are we recording? Of course we are. Oh, that's going to be so fun, just to listen to me talk about how tired <laughs> Oh, my God. You have boring coworkers for that. Like, people are going to be like, she sounds like Linda. We get it. You have a baby. Like, <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to an episode of Extra Salty. As always, I'm Jasmine Ellis. And I'm Guy Krabs. And today's going to be one of those fun ones where we check in on each other, and I promise I'm not going to monopolize the conversation telling you why I'm so tired, but <laughs> let's talk about what's going on with us. Why are we salty this week? What's up with you? I I don't know. I, I've actually been in like a pretty good mood lately. Yeah, you just which, made a big life change, right? Yeah, I quit my job. Ah! I mean, I guess I was salty about that Like while I was working there. like It was just... It was like one of those things where it was like a lot was happening that was like getting very like micromanaging and weird. So mm-hmm. it was just like like this is my first time not like monkey barring. Yeah, which if anyone's unfamiliar, that's like whenever you quit one job as soon as you have something else lined up. So it's like instead of like stepping down from the monkey bars, you're just going bar to bar. Yeah, and- you just like fell off the jungle gym and you're just gonna like. Yeah, I, f- I fell off the jungle gym. I landed on all the gravel or the astroturf, <laughs> and then I just lit a cigarette and I sat down for a minute. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, do you have any idea of what you want to do next? What's your next plan going to be? Uh, I n- no, not at all. Like it's just literally like completely super high up in the air. Like there's no plan whatsoever. Like I'm literally sitting on the astroturf, smoking a cigarette, just being like, "I'll get to it when I get there." Like the crabbiest kid at recess. That is terrifying to me. I don't think I've ever quit a job without having another one lined up. This is my first time doing it. I it's it's nerve wracking because I'm just like it's one of those things where it's like you don't know how long that like gap is gonna last Mm -hmm. like that's why it's like scary and weird but i was like i've got some savings that i have that if worst case scenario i can fall back on it's actually a really good thing because you don't have to rush into your next decision so you can like do some research find a place you actually want to work at i feel like most adults just work places because it's like i don't know it's close enough to where i live and it pays the amount i want and i'll just deal with everything else so you get to like be choosy you know you get to be picky about it to, to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> to an extent. Money will run out, I'm sure. 
what money runs out <laughs> i um oh god i'm so damn tired i have like honestly i was tired to the point that it was scaring me because every couple of minutes and i was driving i would feel my eyelids like you know when you think you're blinking but you've actually had your eyes closed for about a minute like i was like i don't need to be driving yes. i was <laughs> also my parents witnessed like a really really bad wreck yesterday so i think i was like thinking about that so that was making me really nervous mm. like it was really really bad like two people passed away it was Jeez. On the, yeah it was on like louisiana texas um oh. state border like this car just spun out that is really sad i don't want to talk about that too much sorry um <laughs> i don't know you know how louisiana and texas people are maybe it wasn't an accident That's i don't even saying. know there was a baby in the back seat and the baby's the only one who survived and mm. my parents pulled their car because they, they were right behind us they were witnesses like had to like st- like stay and what and then like bystanders were trying to help get the couple out and someone just walks up to my little sister and hands her a baby and she's like the kid's like bleeding it was like a terrifying sorry that i haven't talked to you yet so i was just telling you all no, that. yeah that's i don't know what to make of that's that. not even like extra salty that's just it's extra sad. sad i know i just feel like i don't know life is so short and it's scary and i don't know the thing is is like like i there's always like that quiet part of me that it's like i wonder if there was like that one shithead that wasn't helping that was just like filming the whole thing just like being like this is crazy oh, is not there's always that one person at any sort of event like i can't believe that's become so normal but it so has there will always be that bystander effect and it's just like you want to you want to report on things go to journalism school like provide something for the world but just to just be a bias like when people fight or when people get hurt and they're recording it and i feel like the motivation isn't even like to actually like try to like record or like document make, yeah like to document anything it's just because it's like oh if something weird or goofy or strange happens maybe i can get on world star the chive or something like oh it's it, it feels like it's always just for like the the viral video like 15 minutes you know there are people who are like really dead on the inside and they lack that like real human grasp and they constantly want to record and document everything yeah they're called youtubers it's oh my goodness i used to work with a youtuber who was like a nice enough guy but our first interaction was so weird because he's like hey what's your name i was like oh jasmine nice to meet you i'm a comedian he's like oh yeah me too and i was like really i've never because when i was living in dallas i was like oh i've never seen you in any of the clubs he's like well i do youtube comedy and i was like huh He's like, yeah, yeah, I do like videos that are really funny. I was like, oh, so you make YouTube videos. You're not a comedian. And he's like, well, it's comedy. And I'm like, no, you make YouTube videos that have a comedic theme, but you don't get in front of a crowd and do something. And if it's not funny, it's not funny. You take the time in your bedroom to record something and then re-record it and edit it down to being exactly right before you release it for the public. It's a little different. I'm not saying what you're doing isn't valid, but don't call it the same thing as what I do. You know what I mean? Like Just because a pear and an apple are both fruit doesn't mean they're the same. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I have no shade about YouTubers because you just made a very funny video that I enjoyed a lot. I mean, it's great, but like, don't call yourself a stand-up comedian. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's like kind of the same thing. I was like, no. Yeah, if know. you want to call yourself a stand-up comedian, then you need to get in a room and stand up with a microphone. Like, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you, you're not you're not doing it's not this different. You know, what I think is bad too is nowadays people like I kid you not. Uh, I was watching some videos and people 
can like up the laugh track on stuff and mm-hmm. add in like I love when the camera pans out and you can see like three people in the audience and it's like then why the hell does this sound so uproarious and it's like oh yeah because you added in that like auto sound of laughs it's just weird craziness uh so many crazy things you can do now I uh I what I'm gonna go ahead and say it there I got some festival videos back not that long ago that it was like the complete opposite where it's like they had the mic and everything set up and they had like the video was high quality the sound was high quality everything about it was really tight but like there was no audience mic my very first stand-up this is this is a mistake i mean the very first time i did stand up um it was for this it was my very first show i'd ever done someone was like oh yeah i'll make a tape for you i'll give it to you for free so he does like this professional miking setup Mm -hmm. and it's so funny because i like you know when you first start and your friends are super excited that you're doing this Mm -hmm. and like so I'm up there and I'm killing, honestly. Honestly, not just like four and a half years later, I can tell you I killed. It was a great, it was a great performance. Mm-hmm. The jokes were not that great. I literally <laughs> used to have like a five minute bit about why black people don't like dogs. Not the same one you've heard. This one sucked. And, like, <laughs> like, and I was just like, I'm not saying we don't love my dog. I'm just saying all his bones have hot sauce on him. Like that was the big punch. It was very dumb. The point <laughs> make, but like crowd full of my friends, they're cracking up, but the way they mic'd it, all you could hear was me. So the video looks so psychotic because I am so, it looks like I'm confidently bombing. Like I'm like taking That's- pauses and like interacting with the crowd that you, <laughs> yes, you know what I'm talking about, girl. Yes, girl. Crickets. Uh, that's yes. that's exactly how mine was. Like, cause the 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 sound was subbed in for what the the mic sound was. So the only audience stuff that you could hear was the stuff that was so loud that it was bleeding into the microphone a little bit. Oh. So like, it sounds like I'm just given like a weird speech. Like, like I, there, there's, it doesn't sound like jokes. Like, it sounds like I'm just like, anyway, welcome to my TED talk about uh, my experience as a gay man. Also, isn't this a fun little unique perspective? And everyone's like, no. And then I just keep going. And one of them is 20 minutes long. Oh, that's gotta be like, I was like, hate, wa- I, I was like, hate watching it because I, like the shows while I was there they were all phenomenal like it was a very fun festival and it was really fun to do but I guess just there were like I guess there were just no audience mics I don't know but I watched like almost the entirety of that 20 minute Dave and it's just like I was just like white knuckling my fists just like oh is this what I sound like (laughs) just like it was it was one of those things that you just do very clearly to kind of punish yourself a little bit and then they were like can we use these to promote the festival and i was like please no. don't no i was like i just feel so like because like it wasn't like my best performance like it wasn't bad but it wasn't bad like the best so i was like that on top of like there being no yeah audio. i was like please no. don't for the love of god please don't that is so funny so i had a show this weekend on saturday and i'm not going to name names but it was interesting it was a show that was definitely promoted towards the black audience in austin which does exist um it's in round rock but it exists and it was like a really fun show and it was a great crowd but i had the silliest interaction with the opener like he <laughs> He goes up there and doesn't do any material. He does all crowd work, right? His opener does all crowd work. And at one point, he starts talking, and he's like, where the white girls at? And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. He goes, like, I know white girls eat ass. I know you eat ass. And starts pointing at the one white woman in the crowd. (laughs) 
and her husband or boyfriend or whatever is with her and he gets mad and he goes man tell a joke and he's like tell a joke fuck you I'm telling jokes you don't tell nobody to tell jokes I'll tell jokes when I want to tell jokes that's what I do and then everyone's just like like it's like white knuckle tightness like discomfort and he goes y'all ready for your first comedian and I was like no no they're not ready no do not bring me up to the silence of ass licking do not do that right now everyone is so upset with you right now do not bring me in as the relief pitcher because you're fucking up the game am I doing that sport analogy right I've thought about this I, I'm not the person I ask I, I, I'm not even 100% Ethan, sure I've seen a football in real life I said relief pitcher that's best that's baseball you, you almost said basketball you can't say I, well it started with a B you were talking about American football football American no I, what do you want me to say to this I don't, I don't know anything about sports that's what preceded it he didn't need to t- like it was a bad time to tag me in like he that's so bad <laughs> there we go wrestling I always, never mess up my also, wrestling also it's roots. like dude nobody eats ass right now it's summer <laughs> Is it not season? Is it seasonal? I shit. Yeah, that's true. The only way I would eat ass this time of year is it have to be fresh out the shower. Like I gotta see you come out the shower. Then I have to hand you a white towel and watch you wipe from back to forth. <laughs> then inspect the towel. Then <laughs> I've never eaten a butt before. But like, like spot checking, like when you put on like the white glove and you run your finger to look for dust, and then you're like, hmm. <laughs> like what? Like we're like he's in the military. Like ooh. <laughs> I just do not trust a heterosexual male to clean their butthole enough for me to lick it. I'm not gonna lie. No, that's, I like they're, they're so they're so like butthole av- averted. Like they avoid their butthole oh, so yeah. much that I just don't. Tr- I don't trust the hygiene's up to code because I don't even like want to. Ex- like most straight men are really like, oh god, no, not my butthole. I'll never do anything with it. Blah, blah, blah. So I just no, dude. Like I've heard the horror stories of what like four straight guys in a house will do whenever they like just run out of toilet paper. Oh. For example, they're like, well, we've got these Wendy's napkins, or we've got a phone book. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's I'm like I've heard the horror stories that's why everybody thinks that it's gross because it's straight ass yeah (laughs) there's a comic from new york that has a bit that it's like the reason everyone's grossed out about eating ass is because they think of straight ass and then like the comparison is like but a gay ass (laughs) is like well maintained like all this other yeah his name is cooper williams very funny yeah you mow the lawn you trim that you know what i mean we're just like i've no one's ever come over in 25 years but have at it (laughs) We haven't done anything to get this ready, and we're very ill-prepared for you. Come on in. (laughs) That's straight people butthole. I mean, I feel like heterosexual women at least, like, make some effort just because our vaginas and our butts are so close together. Like, you have to. I don't know. Anyways, I agree with you. No ass eating in the summer. You just, just, it's not up to code. I was like, there's, listen, in Louisiana, we have a phrase, it's swamp ass, and it exists for a reason. It's because at a certain temperature, your ass becomes a swamp, and you're just, yeah. You're swampy, yeah. You just gotta be like, look, you gotta get a washcloth or something. <laughs> you can't just, you can't just Febreze it. <laughs> That's so funny that you said washcloths, because you just made me think of that, um, that old Dave Chappelle sketch with the trading, uh, trading houses 
trading spouses where mm-hmm. it's like the black family goes and lives with the white family and they just keep cutting back to Dave Chappelle as the black father who just cannot fathom that his family doesn't use washcloths <laughs> <laughs> he's like just one bar of soap with pubic hairs in it <laughs> I'm glad that loofahs have become very popular now. So, like, everybody has a loofah. Yeah, I, I like, because I remember growing up, like, especially in cartoons and stuff, loofahs were always, like, kind of like a joke thing whenever somebody was, like, taking, like, too prissy of a shower. Really? And, like, a cartoon, they always had, like, the loofah on the stick and then, like, the shower cap with all the butt. Like, it was always, like, a sign of, like, not not necessarily, like, uppityness, but just, like, over-the-topness, where it was just like, do you need to be that clean? It's like, what a hot take, you know? like uh, I take very try, over-the-top like, showers. Trying and... to get mad at somebody, it's like, listen, you pristine-bodied bitch. <laughs> Drop the loop. It's like, I don't know. You know what, while we're on the subject of, of showers, what's your, like, what's your most over-the-top self-care routine right now? Like, what's the thing you're like, I'm doing this shit for me, and I like it, and it makes me feel good? Oh, I don't take care of myself. Oh, you don't have any self-care? <laughs> hey, Hey, I mean, your cuticles are coming back. You're doing all right. Okay, yeah, that would be the thing that I did. I'm breaking the habit of biting my fingernails. Have we ever talked about your nail biting on the show? Uh, I'm sure people have probably heard it. Okay. okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know Kai personally in real life, he uh, used to be a chronic nail biter, and he's doing a lot better. And I'm very proud of look, you. None of them are bleeding. No, they look really good. I'm not going to like, what was that thing I said last time that was like... Oh, we were dri- we, you and I were driving to a show in San Antonio, and I was biting on my thumb, and you were like, are you going to save any for the drive back? And I was like, you nasty bitch, you nasty. I'm just saying, like, you might want some, you might want some cuticle for the ride home. So- <laughs> I was like, you na- nasty attitude. But you've calmed down on it since, so that's good, right? Yeah, I bought this stuff. Uh, it's by Mavala, mm-hmm. is the name of the company. And it's basically like clear nail polish that tastes super bad, which... Of course, duh. But I've had stuff like that before that hasn't done much for me. And that was like the main complaint other people have. And like the way I felt like this one was different was like if you did stick your finger in your mouth, that gross taste lingered for probably somewhere between five and ten minutes so you had to like really live in your decision to nibble on your nail for a second i literally stopped biting i like i almost entirely stopped biting my nails over the course of like a week and a half like that that's how fast it was like it took me distinctly less time to break the habit because it was just what's in it that makes it taste that bad something chemical something damaging summer ass i don't don't know It's a, it's a swamp butt. Like that's what they did. They took the essence of swamp butt yeah, and put it on your finger. It's summer ass flavored. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I guess. Well, since you don't have any crazy self care routines, you have like oh a yeah roadmap. Uh, shout out to Holly uh, Cuomo. C- Holly Cuomo, who did we who runs a really fun web series where she does face masks with comedians, and I'm like, so I think so far I'm the only comedian who like brought their own and had a had a two step routine for this because I really enjoy my skincare masks like yeah, the, the way that jasmine like prepares herself in any like <laughs> self-care capacity it's like it's like reading the rules of a board game you're just like this is a lot of stuff and i don't know if i can take it all in i'll just reference part of it back if it's relevant i don't know this is so much oh, well I, I cleanse tone serum moisturizer that's daily um except then we do a daytime moisturizer with spf so that's six items uh oh and an eye cream so that's seven cleanser toner moisturizer uh spf moisturizer serum and eye cream so that is six items on a daily basis then once a week we do a deep pore mask and then an, and then after that a hydrating mask so that's nine ten ten items that's not 
Is that a lot? Yeah. You have like a thousand cells on your face. They need ten things. Yeah, what's what's the chance I'm going to use all of them? I don't I use all of them and they're <laughs> I like them a lot. And I've got Alex up to 3 items now. So I think I can like get him up to 10 eventually. I don't know. Like I I I've been one of those people that's been like relatively fortunate to have very clear skin, so I've never like had enough of like a thing about my face that has made me feel bad like not not saying that you have to feel bad to use facial products i was like no i'm fucking amazing no, looking no, like this is just for me I, that, but that's what i'm saying it's like the only thing that like has ever really motivated me to try to do something is when i've been displeased with like my personal aesthetic mm-hmm. like with the nail biting like my fingers were always bloody and i was like ah, i probably would be better to not be bleeding all the time <laughs> So it's like I haven't, like, my face isn't bleeding all the time, so I haven't put anything on it, because I, I haven't I haven't been like, oh, that needs to get fixed. That would be, I don't know. Like, I've never had, like, I've been fortunate enough to never have, like, the thing that, like, motivated me to start doing it. Yeah. You're lucky then. I, I'm, like, I used to be acne prone, so I have a few acne scars, which is what I'm working on. Um, but, I don't know, I'm kind of in that little, like, happy groove of, of almost 30, where, like, the wrinkles haven't come in yet and the acne's calmed down but I'm sure like by the end of this conversation I'll have a pimple like I don't know I'm very obsessed about skin it's an it's fun I will say the most recent stupid thing that I bought that I can't even justify was a coffee scrub have you ever used this shit no, I, I'm assuming it's just coffee with good grounds still in it that you just smear on yourself yes but here's the thing is if I were to buy a package of Folgers I could get like 24 ounces for $7 but I paid $24 for like 3 ounces of this special scrub coffee opened the shit up and I was like this fucking smells like Folgers and then like it's so messy that when I was taking a shower it was like I just feel like I just made like a grande venti jasmine macchiato. <laughs> like it's, it's disgusting. It stains your hands. It stains your shower style. I think Jeez. we might lose our deposit over this stupid $24 body scrub that I bought that's supposed to cure my cellulite, which is literally coffee grounds. So that is the most recent time that I have been duped by self-care for sure. There is, there is a lot of... Uh that that's like the thing is like that i've always heard that has like been really like poignant to me is like that loving yourself or like being satisfied or happy with like yourself or your appearance is like a very radical act because like that whole industry makeup skincare uh all the way down to like deodorant and stuff it's all it all has to be advertised Mm-hmm. in a way that the only way that it's effective to show that this is a product that you need, not that you want that you need, is to prove that there's something wrong with you that you have to fix. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. And I mean, it's like, it's like a scale. Like so many people obsess over like what the number of what they weigh is whenever it's like, the number doesn't really matter. Like if you want to lose a little bit of weight because like you want your, you know, tummy not to stick out as much or you don't want your arms, like whatever your motivator is, like just work on that thing. And then once you're satisfied with your appearance then you're good, like people obsess so much about numbers and like these other things that it's just, it's like, if you just like, if it's not bringing you joy, throw it away. Right. I like, agree with that. If it's whenever not I had a, joy. Whenever I had a scale, I used to weigh myself all the time, like for no even real reason like because it was in the bathroom and then you'd walk into the bathroom and while you'd be using the bathroom after you're done you'd be like oh i'm gonna weigh myself real quick and then every time i'd be like oh no (laughs) 
and then I just threw it out. <laughs> I was like, because somebody told me like, oh, that thing that I just said, like, you know, don't worry about the number, just worry about how you feel. And so then I threw it out. I have not been fucking concerned about my weight ever since. <laughs> like, like I'll be like right now. I'm like, I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, I wish I had a little bit less tummy. So I'm just like trying to curb my eating, whatever, like doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit about a number? A number ain't nothing but a number. I agree. You know what I think is sad, too? And it's really frustrating, particularly for women, because you can get really obsessed with the number on your clothes. And so, like, if you're like, okay, I'm a size six. I'm a size six. And then you try a different brand or a different product, mm-hmm. and you need an eight in that. And I know so many girls would be like, well, I'm just not going to wear that. I'm going to look for a six that fits me. And they're like, but it's like, but did you like that color? Did you like the way that made you feel? Mm-hmm. What does it matter what the inside of the tag says? Like that actually caused me a lot of anxiety when I was wedding dress shopping because wedding dresses are, um, they're phrase they're, the way that they're measured is European sizes and mm-hmm. Americans are fat. We are. Um, <laughs> I've been a medium at Old Navy since I was a medium at regular stores. Uh, like They do what's called vanity sizing and it's like, I don't give a fuck, but it is really funny that Old Navy is the only store that I'm a medium in. Like it could not, I know I'm an extra large. I wear a woman size 12 or 14. That's an extra large. So I get my wedding dress and I had to order a size 20 and I didn't care. My mom was like, well, do you still want, you know, do you want to order it right now? Do you want to wait? And I was like, no you know it's like i'm not gonna like a lot of brides do this where they literally they're like okay i'm gonna try to lose weight to get into this dream dress and it's Mm. like uh no no i'm gonna buy the dress that fits me right now and i'm gonna practice better habits for the longevity of my life and for my healthiness and if i should happen to lose weight we will alter the dress to fit me but i will not buy a dress that's too small and force myself to try and get into it because that's stupid and that's how you end up crying and screaming on your wedding day with a dress that's half open and rips open like i'm not doing that not going through all that it's it's one of those things that it's like not not to say that like nobody can do it or whatever because like if you're one of those people that you need like some sort of like tangible reward in order to stay motivated for a thing and that's what you want to go for, and that's the way you motivate yourself to do it, cool, whatever. But if you're just doing it for the sake of being in a certain number, or like what you were saying, like trying to make sure that you're squeezing into the right size, like that's a bad reason. Just get something that, because like, what what do you want more for the number to be a little bit smaller but then for you to be like pinched up and uncomfortable and you have to sit down a certain way because your pants are too tight when you could just have a slightly larger number in your pants look better that's literally why Spanx is a whole industry for men and women because people cling to that number and they're like no I I wear a 32 inch waist I am a 32 inch waist I'm gonna put on some man spanks and be able to stick myself in this 32 inch waist and I don't care if it takes 45 minutes to take a shit I'm wearing these 32 inch waist people are obsessed people are obsessed yeah I don't know it's I mean obviously I'm still guilty of it too it was like a couple episodes ago that I was saying like that thing about that tweet where someone was like size 34 and up I better see you thick boys in shorts this summer blah 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 and I was just like 34 is not big you know what though I was like I guess it could be I guess it's like bigger if you're like a shorter height I guess Mm -hmm. because I don't know but even that I don't know here's the thing to want to distance yourself from being called thick or fat is actually fat phobic Think about it. You're trying to make that distinguish there's the, the distinguishment that I'm not one of them. 
Well, no, I'm not saying that I don't want to be, I don't want that tweet to exist because I think that I'm not thick. I was just saying, I don't think that 34 is thick. I was, I, I just, it's weird because it's like, I mean, you see my stature, like, I don't think that I fit within that category. And I think that there are some people who are less confident in their body that might be like affected by that thing. But all the response was very positive. So I was like, that's not really doing a bad thing. It was just confusing to me. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like, like a couple years back, there was this big controversy, not big controversy, but Amy Schumer put her foot in her mouth really hard. What happened was this Glamour did like a plus size edition and then like listed her as one of their favorite icons. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want to clarify that I'm not plus size. I'm like, and it's just like that, like that I'm not one of y'all. Okay, like that kind of thing is very like, it's a little negative, you know what I mean? To be like, oh, please don't consider me this thing because I'm not this thing. And I mean, I'm not one of those people who doesn't like labels. I love labels. Labels are there so you know what you're looking at. When I type in plus size fashion, I can find clothes that fit me. I don't need, like, I don't need everything to be regular and never have a name, you know what I mean? Oh God, I remember, you know, there's a store called Torrid and here's what I think is hilarious. Instead of like listing things by number, what they do is they have their sizes are zero, one, two, three, and four. As in an extra large, a double XL, a triple XL, like mm-hmm. every X is a one. So you can literally go in there and be like, I'm a size two and you're a two X. And it's like, this is dumb. That's- Don't change the numbers just so you feel like now you're still being fat, bo- fat phobic because you're implying that there's something wrong with these numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's right up there with, to me, it bothers me the same way when people say they don't see color. Like, um, <laughs> do you remember this like it is stupid viral story of a little white boy who got the same haircut as his little black best friend and he was like no the teacher won't be able to tell us apart oh god i remember reading that and being like no she'll be able to fucking tell it's like <laughs> <laughs> no, no and the, his parents were just beaming with pride that our child doesn't see color and i was like you need to get your child checked there's nothing wrong with seeing color seeing numbers mm. or acknowledging that people are different it's only wrong when you think one thing's right or wrong that's i don't know i feel like it's just it's okay to see things as they are you know what i mean like people like well I'll call myself a bigger girl and they go oh you're not I'm like I know no 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 I've been in this skin mm-hmm. I know what I look like don't talk me I'm not, I didn't say a bad thing I just said I'm not thin What's your, you know what I mean mm-hmm. but we have this thing where we're constantly trying to like I don't know I think when you won't call a spade a spade you're not actually sending a good message you're telling someone that mm-hmm. oh, you're one of the good ones you're one I accept you're one I like you know it's fake it's weird to yeah. me I, I don't know. People come in all different shapes and sizes. And then the way that we try to make things weird is by all turning ourselves into the same shape or size. Yes. Like, we're, I mean, and there's some people that are just like genetically predisposed, predisposed, like be it like thyroid issues or other whatever to where they're just going to be larger people. And who fucking cares? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not taking. That's the thing is that it's, it's so closely associated with like, oh, you're not taking care of yourself. And it's like, no. I'm not taking care of you because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm cool. You're the one that's bothered right now. <laughs> it's such a weird thing too. When thin people are like offended by the existence of bigger people. Did I ever tell you about <laughs> the last Tinder date I went on before I met my fiance? 
Mm, maybe. Okay, this was the last fucking straw. Like, I, <laughs> this is the moment that was like, bitch, you just gonna have to die alone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I went out with this guy and we went to we went to Taco Diner in Irving, Texas. I want to say his name was like Philip or something like that. I don't Philip. I don't know. I have a policy where I tell people's real names if I think they're assholes. So I really wish I remembered your name, Philip, because <laughs> I put all your business out there. So Philip and I we go on our date and there is a table full of women mm. sitting behind. And they're having a good time. They're laughing. They're talking. They're a little loud, but it's a Friday night. Everybody's enjoying themselves. And he goes, God, it's so gross. And I was like, What? He goes, Look how fat she is. And she just keeps eating. That's mm. disgusting. And I was like, Why does that affect you? He goes, I just think it's gross. You know, like, they, if you're going to be that big, you have no business eating in public. And I was just like, Wow what kind of miserable person is so concerned about how someone else enjoys themselves? And he's like, started talking about how he just like hates when women let themselves go and gain a bunch of weight. And then I was just like, can I get extra cheese on this, please? Just everything. <laughs> I had a big fat bill just to let him know what to expect. That was the worst date of my life. It literally ended in a firm handshake. Like he went for a hug and I slid out. <laughs> Like I like, I like, kind of, I kind of like did like the electric slide out of it, and then stuck my hand back out, and I was like, "Nice to meet you, Philip." Bye. Let I, this send a message. I didn't say keep in touch or call me or we should hang out again. I said, "Nice to meet you." Bye. I've never, and I think I deleted him. Like, let me see. I used to have dudes in my phone as like first name and the word Tinder after it. I wonder, oh yeah. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I. uh that kind of reminds me of like this. We we weren't like it wasn't like, Sean Sean oh Tinder. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean Whoa. to catch you. <laughs> well, I, okay, well you didn't delete him. <laughs> should I? Should we call him? No, Sorry. you should delete him. <laughs> You, you'll need his ass I don't I'm sorry to cut you off I was just excited that he was in there Sean I, I Tinder I was gonna say like that reminds me of a it, it, it wasn't like a date situation like I was just hanging out with this guy and I remember we were sitting on the couch and he like like we were you know frisky or whatever and he said to me at one point he goes Oh God! I got, he was like, I just love guys with your body type, like the like the little bit of like that little bit of extra, like, and like was like making like the the uh, the implication like, oh, you've got you've got some extra, and like I didn't even really have like the bit like because I don't even really have a belly now, but even like this bit that I've got, like I didn't even really have that, and I was just like, oh, I don't really feel like you know. I don't really, I don't really feel like that's me. Like not from the sense of like, don't call me that. I was just like, ah, that's not real. I don't feel like that's my label. Like, and I don't want my label to like be called like a little bit extra. And then somebody who like is closer to like what you would consider a little bit extra to be like, well, if that's a little bit of extra, what am I, you know? Is he trying to neg you a little maybe? So like, I was just like, oh, I don't really feel like that's my body type. Like I, I don't, you know, want to over identify or whatever. And then he goes, no, 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 that's you. And like then like I was like I was like okay well I mean if you think that this is a little bit extra like I would hate to hear what you think about somebody who actually has like a larger body than me and then he goes well no you've got a little bit extra but I, that's what I'm saying I'm like I like that I like that but like kept pushing it and I was just like I was like what are you doing right now like what is what is happening he's like what I'm giving you a compliment and I was like no I was like you're not that I was like you are but you also aren't like you see that right like you're like I was saying that like I think that you have a misconception of body type 
and that you're painting that on me and you're just saying no you're thick i love it and i was like uh this is weird what you're doing that's why you individualize compliments if he just said i love your body how much would how much better would that have felt without all the qualifiers insanely that's the thing that's the thing that we do and those are like the quiet shitty things that tell you what people really think about you and chip away at your self-esteem just tell me i like your hair not i like your hair today instead of how it normally looks i've literally been told that before and it's like what We, like people do these things whenever they're trying to give somebody a compliment where they put all of those extra little things in it and all that does is show some sort of like perceptional bias outside of that circumstance or whatever like mm. whenever it's like you look really good today yeah or like i love guys with a little bit extra like you it's like just say that yeah like if you just say to somebody like oh you look like well yeah. I, mean, I don't know how you say to somebody like you look good today like if they do because like at the same time like you don't want to just be like yeah you look good like every single other fucking day like if they like put like a lot of extra in i guess i don't know that one's a little bit nebulous but be specific like i love that shirt on you yeah like it, there's no negative to that there's there's you'd have to really dig to have a problem oh so you mean i look bad without it like like you'd have to really be digging to get upset yeah when was the last time or actually what do you remember the last genuine and sincere compliment that you received mm-hmm. uh and the last one you gave what was that's okay the last one i gave was i love your body to somebody that i hey okay uh congrats good for you no literally like i was in the door at 8 45 walking out at 9 15 we had conversation like it was i was just like okay Okay. I was like, well, that's 30 minutes. I'm never going to get back. Oh, shit. When really, like, it was like four. Anyway, the but like the last one, I res- like, I cannot, I have a very high preponderance for picking shitty people, as I've discussed in past episodes. So, like, I really. Did he have well, a digital clock? I feel like guys who fuck fast always have a digital clock by their bed. Like, you can always see exactly how little time you've been fucking. <laughs> they replace that with Fitbits, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, actually, like I have like the I have this uh, this group of people from Twitter that I'm in like this like chat room with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like it's like a bunch of people from the LGBT community that are all very supportive and kind. And I remember sending a photo to that group, and they were all very genuinely kind about it. So, oh, yeah, they're very very kind people. That's a good feeling. So I so I even though I haven't received like a good one in person for a while, I've got my all my buddies in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good feeling. What's the best, most genuine compliment I've gotten? Yeah. I can't really think of anything I've received. Actually, that I will say that comedian who decided to do crowd work and alienate the crowd, he did give me a really sincere compliment in my intro. Mm-hmm. He was like, every time I've seen her perform, I thought she was absolutely hilarious and she killed the stage. And I was like, oh, thanks. Give it up for her. And I was like, that was actually a really nice introduction, but you done pissed off this crowd, so I don't even know what to do. So that's always a good feeling because I have gotten so many Oh, backhanded intros. And I think the most sincere thing I've said recently, um, honestly, a lot of my friends have been getting married, have been getting engaged. I'm just saying, I'm really happy for you. And I mean it. That's nice. No ulterior motive. No, am I going? Am I invited? Just I'm happy because I'm just sincerely happy that people are happy. It's a good feeling. So I think that's our piece of advice today. If you're going to give somebody a compliment, just give them a straightforward compliment with no qualifiers or extra stuff added on to it. 
Yeah. And love yourself and let other people love themselves. It doesn't affect you negatively in any way. Love yourself, love other people, let other people love you. And let them have queso in peace. Thank you, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Sean from Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys enjoyed the podcast, you know where to find us on iTunes and where else are we? Stitcher. 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 Um, Also, you can find us on Facebook at Extra Salty Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Extra Salty Pod and on Instagram because I'm inconsistent. Extra Salty Podcast. As always, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kai Krabs. Keep it salty. International.